family-owned shop in Loganville, Sosby's Garage, for all your automotive repair needs. We service all makes and models, Ford and domestic. We repair engines, alternators, brakes, alignments, AC systems, and more, using certified technicians with over 90 years of combined experience. We also offer same-day service for some repairs. Sosby's Garage, 200 Bay Creek Road in Loganville. Dependable, honest, and fair. Look us up on Google or Facebook. We'll take good care of you. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Good morning, Gwinnett County. How is everybody doing today? Great. Welcome to Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. I'm your host, Rick Strong, the president of Paradigm Security Services, and I'm going to toss the notes for the rest of the day. And we're going to have a bunch of folks here that uh, have been more than happy to come on my show, I hope. If not, I twisted their arms. But uh, we're, we're celebrating my 150th show, after which I'm going to take a little break from broadcasting for a while. Yeah, got the applause there for sure. But... Um, <laughs> I always count on Mike to have something in the background. <laughs> so we've had some spe very special people that I've asked to come in today. And all of them have had a part in this show. Uh, like I say, this, it's been almost five years since we started this show and at Case in Point. And it has been a fantastic opportunity to talk to so many people, uh, so many organizations. So many special people that, like, for instance, some of the ones I got here, and somebody might show up later. We never know from one time or the other. But uh, among the people, I've got Jerry Robb, who's been on here. Now, y'all can go through the archives and look and see where these people are and look at their shows because they are in there in our archives, and they will be there from now on, I hope. And, yeah, Mike shaking his head, yes. Uh, Jerry Robb, author of The End, The Book that we've talked about a lot and a businessman here in the county. Jerry, glad to have you. Glad to be here. We have Mr. Melvin Everson, and if you don't know who he is, I'd be very surprised. Uh, Melvin is, uh, I'm not sure what your position now is. You seem to tackle so many with Gwinnett uh, Tech. <laughs> my, my brain, we just got through talking about well, Gwinnett Tech. What's your position now with them? I am VP of Economic Development at Gwinnett Technical College. I cover all of Gwinnett County and North Fulton. Well, you cover a lot more than that with every time I see you. <laughs> you can go through one day on Facebook, and it says, I'm here, and you've been at one end of the state to the other end of the state. and I don't see how. You must use private jets. <laughs> well, 159 counties in Georgia, and I've been in every county more than four times. Oh. I don't doubt it. Not a couple of them were in a day. Yeah. Yeah. You, it's amazing to watch you watch you go around. and uh, Just a man that is very much loved and appreciated in this county, and I want to thank you. We have the person that was on my first show, the young lady. And, you know... Wanda Weger, she is now, uh, let's see, who is she with this time? She's branch <laughs> manager, vice president for GBC, Georgia Banking Company. Mm -hmm. uh, we, she, we've been, God, I've had accounts with her at, 
I don't. I've lost track at how many banks that you've moved <laughs> to that we followed. But Wanda is just a super, super lady. She's another very active person in the county. You see her every time you turn around. If there's something with the chamber going on or really anything, Wanda, so glad to have you here. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. Are you um, liking your new position? Yes, she says. Yes. Actually, <laughs> my position has changed since um, those cards. Oh. Um, very recently, I'm uh, going to be the community banking development officer um, wow. for the bank now. So um, really continuing to do the same thing that I've always done, uh, just um, – more of it. More of it, <laughs> if that's possible. <laughs> and then on my immediate right, Renee Roos. She is Paradigm Securities Director of Human Resources. Hey, Renee. Glad to be here. See, you said you weren't going to talk, and I made you talk. <laughs> yes, you did. I have to grow up, I guess. And then we have Amanda Marmalejo. Ah, I got it right. Uh, Amanda is uh, new. She is the owner of Forsyth Business Radio X, and just uh, used to be here. Used to be all all around this studio, so she decided that she could just do a fantastic job and is taking it on. And she's knocking Forsyth out of the ballpark. Hey, Amanda. Hello, Rick. Thank you for having me. Hey, I'm just glad that you got here. <laughs> and the world might have known me as Amanda Pierch before yes. Amanda Marmalejo. Yeah, that, uh, and it's a lot easier to say, too. Is it? Yeah, oh, yeah. I think it's half a dozen to one, six to the other. <laughs> no, not if you hear it one time. <laughs> but we're so glad to have you here. Thank How's your you, radio Rick. show doing? Congratulations to you, Rick. I'm so excited for your, your accomplishments, and I'm delighted to be here with you today. Thank you. How's your radio show going? It's going well. You'll uh, have you to come back retro yeah. to the side. I'll have to come back over side. there and, and, and say hello and uh, co host sometime. I don't care. I mean, I'm <laughs> fine with it. <laughs> I got to find something to do. You never know. Um, so, Jerry, real quick, you know. Well, in fact, I'm going to go to I'm going to go to I'm going to go to Wanda first because Wanda's going to have to leave here a little while, and maybe a little early because she's got a luncheon engagement. Some of us get lunch, <laughs> and somebody else is probably buying. <laughs> No, well, I might be buying today. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a customer. Um, yeah. So tell us about what you're doing now and, you know, what have you done over the last five years? Let's just talk about, you know, where you've come and gone over the last five years and what you're doing now. Well, I kind of want to make this about you since it's oh, um, your your last show. Um, I agree. While, I while. agree, Wanda. <laughs> I was gonna. St I was gonna interrupt you too, Rick. Yeah. It's all about you. One hundred and fifty yes. episodes. Right. June. What was the date your first show was? Uh, June the sixth of two thousand eighteen. So we want to celebrate you oh. today. I want right. to get these people right. to talk about you. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. talk about. Okay, I'll talk about you. I'm not used to hearing people talk about me. So well, it's go not, ahead. It's, have fun. it's very easy to do. So. Um, as Rick said earlier, we have um, known each other for many years and um, supported each other um, in in those years. We first met um, when the chamber used to do these executive roundtable yep. um, groups, and you threw your name in the hat and said, yeah, I want to do that, and then they broke you up into different groups, and Rick and I were in a group, and um, that's how... Uh, we got to know each other and really became friends. Absolutely. Um, and then the business stuff came as a result of our friendship, I think. 
um, uh, we were friends before we, you know, were did business together. So, and he is true. He is, he is right in saying that he has followed me. Um, I've been to several banks um, in our in our relationship. Uh, some on my choice and some not my choice uh, happened uh, via via merger uh, with other banks. But um, you know, Rick has always been there to support me, and uh, you know, I, I supported him whenever I was able to. I think at one of the banks I was at, uh, he was his company. Um, we engaged him to be our security. Uh, yep. firm and um, so he did that for several years until that merger um, happened with another bank um, we they, shall they didn't need they didn't feel like they needed security bank robberies were out of class I guess um, <laughs> so anyway um, I just want to tell you how much that um, your friendship has meant to me over the years and um, and it will continue, not that it's Absolutely. ending. But, um, you know, just a small little group of executives getting together has, to me, um, been one of the, the best things that um, I can remember. And you've been one of the best people that have come into my life, um, both professionally and personally. So um, I thank you. Well, thank you. Those are, those are awfully kind words. I really appreciate them. So I, it was my honor. Yeah, it's my honor to be on your very first show uh, when you started. And it's, um, you know, when uh, Mike called me yesterday, I said, well, I got a lunch thing. And but um, I couldn't, you know, I could not come and tell you, um, you know, what your um, friendship has meant to me. Over well, the years. I appreciate it. It's been an honor to and you still are a friend, but. <laughs> all the all the business thing, and i think that's the way it's supposed to work first you, you you work and you become friends and then eventually if things work out you do business that's right uh, you build the relationships first and you know i never anticipated really doing any business with you <laughs> in the bank and all i never thought about doing security because they never had it mm -hmm. or they didn't have it and it just kind of works out and i appreciate all the all the time that we've spent together and having fun at chairman's club events and of course just a little bit of everything so yes. <laughs> and we'll both we both are up on lake sinclair that's right so that's we're right. gonna see about getting together this summer with you and your husband and all oh yeah i love there. that i love that so uh, it'll be fun i just got a, a new pontoon boat oh good that's a used pontoon <laughs> okay <boat>. well <laughs> we have one of those too so we can pontoon together <laughs> yeah, sounds good thank you so all much. right you're absolutely i wish you the very best thank you and thank you for being here absolutely with us. wouldn't miss Let's go over here to Eeny Meeny Miney Melbourne. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Rick. Thank you so much. I'm doing great. Well, okay. What do you got to say? <laughs> I'm not used to being on this type of a. Well, I just want to um, thank you for all the uh, exposure you've given to Gwinnett Technical College over the years. The first time I came on this show. I forget exactly when it was now, but uh, it's been a long time ago, and I've been on here several times, and you have been a true advocate for Gwinnett Technical College. Absolutely. And the resources it offers Gwinnett County as well as uh, North Fulton County as far as the opportunities there with the students. And I remember meeting you back when Gateway 85 CID. Yep. Down had the meeting there, and you got the uh, Paradigm Security Force there with the vehicles there. And I followed your uh, 
since then and i just want to say you've done a tremendous job and and i love you follow me on facebook as i follow you on facebook because you know i i am known by the word boom on facebook that's it and uh, when the newspaper did an article on me as far as why I put boom there, I said, it's an attention getter. Absolutely. And I, I thought about stealing it. Yeah. <laughs> I really got that from Good Times. Yeah. J.J. Evans. Yep. You remember an episode when I, he used boom? Yep, I And do. that's where I got it. Well, you know, you picked a good one to take it from, and, and <laughs> it works. <laughs> it works. So. You know, Gwinnett Tech has been <clears> – <throat> I don't know. It's one of those things in Gwinnett County that has been a special addition to Gwinnett County. Mm. Uh, one of the things I've been a big advocate of is doing things other than a four-year necessarily college degree and spending all that money and then not having a job. No. And one of the big things that you advocate is getting out there and doing those special things that right. get you a, a welding job or a plumber job and you know make you a hundred plus thousand dollars a year yeah and you always got a job yeah that's true now that first hit me when i was with governor deals administration our workforce development director for the state of georgia out of the governor's office and i was doing a commencement address down in thomasville southeastern tech down there mm -hmm. the morning before they invited me in to speak to a GED class. I stereotyped the class before I walked in the classroom that Thursday evening, about six o'clock. Uh, not by I didn't stereotype the class by race or ethnicity, but by age. I was expecting to see a lot more elderly people in the classroom, but when I walked in the classroom, I was shocked. A lot of young people. Seventy percent of the students, about twenty-one students, seventy percent of those were under the age of thirty. Awesome. And the instructor said, Mr. Everson, I see that inquisitive look on your face. She said, but a small percentage of these students had issues at home that prevented them from graduating high school. But her next statement is what got me. She said, the vast majority of them, they don't see the relevance to the rigor in the classroom. So they become bored, burn out, and they drop out. Then they get out, and then they realize they need that high school diploma to uh, advance. So when I came back and I said, we have to expose these students to all career options. Absolutely. The ultimate goal is to get them across the finish line from high school. Two things I'm interested in. They're, when they graduate high school, they're college or career ready. Expose them to all options. And that's where you see career academies popping up on all the high schools now. Gwinnett Tech, a uh, study done by Georgetown University last year, mm -hmm. ended up, listen to this, in a three-way tie for first place as the best two-year institution in America. Awesome. Based upon Fantastic. Get that bell over there, man. Uh, based upon what you paid and coming out with less debt and gainfully employed when you come out. A two-year institution, and Gwinnett Tech was the only one in Georgia recognized. And we tied for first place with the institution in New York and one in New Hampshire, a three-way tie. Well, I have recommended a lot of people to a lot of people to go to Gwinnett Tech and go take a look at it. Because, you know, a lot of kids, they don't make it through high school because, like you say, they're bored. They're not interested. They get sidetracked by the wrong people, mm -hmm. whatever reason. And then they feel lost. You know, like, how am I, you know, I going to – we don't want them ending up in jail. Right. 
Uh, as a police officer, I dealt with too many of the young people, and they ended up going down the wrong side because they felt like they had no other place to go than to do crime. Exactly. And people, get, they had a plenty of support to tell them that that's the only thing they could do. And I've noticed through the years more and more, and I've supported more and more people going and taking a look at schools like Gwinnett County, uh, Gwinnett Tech, specifically Gwinnett Tech in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so speaking of that, just about two weeks ago, all the technical colleges, we submit um, and have competition for the top student at that college to go on and represent that college at the state level as the star student a gold student, what mm -hmm. have you. And if that person is selected, they get the keys to a brand new Kia automobile. And this year's winner for Gwinnett Tech, listen to this, is a young man with a BS degree in biology from Ooh. Morehouse College. Wow. He left, he graduated from Morehouse and he came to Gwinnett Tech because he wants to take the Rad Tech program in our healthcare field. Awesome. The company that, uh, to accompany his BS degree in biology from Morehouse. So you people look at it, uh, technical college at the academic level, and you know, no, these are very, very smart individuals. Well, these, th these courses and directions that they can take, for a lot of people, is, you know, it's what their passion is. Yes. And that's, I think, is what it's all about. I know for me, my passion has been police work. My passion has been security. Uh, people just in general. And for these kids, they've got to find their passion. Exactly. A lot of them haven't got a clue what it is. But they like to work with their hands. It comes like from exposure, yes. It, it comes from exposure. Yeah. They get in there. There's so many things that they can choose from. And then they get to look into things. And you correct me if I'm wrong, some of them bounce between two and three different focuses. Yes, Before yes. they really find that yeah. one that they really love. Right. We offer over 140 different programs at Gwinnett Tech, from human resources to accounting to health care to uh, HVAC to You order well stuff in law enforcement, too, don't you? <coughs> yes. Yep. You can graduate with an associate's degree in criminology, yep. which my degree is in criminology. I worked for God's Mark Security as a security officer for many years. I was the I'll take you. <laughs> I was the unit manager for the whole state with God's Mark Security, wow. training, awesome, and putting people to work at our different uh, clients. We had we had 22 site uh, locations here in Gwinnett, uh, in Georgia. That's awesome. Stretching from Atlanta, Metro Atlanta to Columbus to Albany to Savannah to Rome, Georgia. 22. I tell you, you've had an interesting career as you've done through, and, and I've had a, just so much fun meeting people like you. Uh, I think that's one of the things I like the most about doing the radio show was getting to meet really interesting people and talking to them and people like you, people like Rich McCormick, Clint Dixon in the, poli in the political yeah. arena. Uh, it's just been people like Wanda that just right. left in the, in the banking. I get to see so many people in so many different venues yeah. to hear about their life. And we've done a lot of things like uh, the nonprofits. We've, oh, yeah. There's so many nonprofits that I've gotten, had the opportunity to come on here that I would have never known about. Uh, yes. I, that there's so many different places that you can, there's so many different places that'll be glad to take your money. But uh, <laughs> the, the, but at the same time, they really do good work. Yes. Uh, and sometimes you just have to. 
they don't have a voice. Right. Nobody's out there talking about them. Nobody asks them to come on a radio and talk about themselves. And if you can get a nonprofit out here or, you know, the school like yourself to come on and explain to it and get the message out, it's amazing how many people say, wow, I didn't realize that. And they can come on to your to your campus and take yes. a look at it. Come on and come on to your website or whatever. Take a look at it. And it's amazing what I think the good is that you can accomplish for other people by having a platform such as Radio X. Oh, and thank you so much. Information exposure is key. Um, once again, I want to thank you for exposing me to this opportunity because I think the first time I was on your show, I was a state rep yep. at that area down in uh, Snellville, Georgia. Yep. And I personally want to say thank you because a lot of people look at me and say, well, Melvin, you know, won't take a chance to even speaking to me. And speaking of Congressman Rich McCormick, he and I remember the same church. I see him every Sunday when he's not in session in D.C. Uh, he's at Cross Point Church in Duluth. And speaking of nonprofit, I'm also... Um, Executive Emeritus Board at Lilburn Co-op Ministry, which is one of the co-op ministries. You have Norcross Co-op, you have Lilburn Co-op, you have Southeastern Co-op, you have Beaufort Co-op, I can go on, and Duluth Co-op. And I've been affiliated with that co-op since 1994 when my son was in high school. I was VP of the tip-off club at South Gwinnett High School, and the coach at that time was Roger Mudd. Right. And in order for you to play basketball, you had to participate in some community activities. Awesome. That was a prerequisite. I wish more I wish more of that was happening yeah, today. And I was charged of finding that opportunity for the young men and I found Lilburn Co op and we went and did an uh, event that Saturday afternoon. This was in nineteen ninety four and I've been affiliated with wow. that co op ever since. That's a long yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> well you do so much good work here and I'm just I'm just thankful for that I've had the opportunity doing through this radio show to help get some of that information out and do my best to help promote whatever you're doing. And in the future, I may be doing something else like this, and whatever I'm doing, I'm, I'm going to tag you oh, to come on and, and talk. Well, thank you. Who knows what you'll be doing <laughs> at that time. <laughs> thank you for what you've done because I'm, as I'm on here, I advertise and say, oh, I listen to that show. Matter of fact, I've been on Radio X up in North Fulton, uh -huh. up there, and the um, the, the one in Forsyth County, been there as well. Yes. So I've been there as well. So thank you, thank you, because you give those opportunities for people who would not normally get this uh, platform to talk about what they do, and people will hear about what they do, and and that's been. A tremendous asset. So thank you so much. Well, thank thank you. you, sir. You are very kind. Wicka well, wicka. You know what time it is, Rick. It's time for a paradigm security show takeover. I am now your host, Amanda Marmalejo, uh -oh. and we're going to talk about all the phenomenal things hijacking, that you have hijacking. Hijacking. I'm going to sit back, folks. <laughs> no, no, Rick. First, I'd like to echo what Wanda said and just share how impactful you've been in my life, and not only just my life, but my professional development. 
So I think you and I met about five or six years ago when I joined Mike's team, and we quickly hit it off because we are kindred spirits and we share a unique sense of humor. <laughs> That's <And> the truth. <laughs> we um, have always been proponents for each other, and you're always so kind, much like Wanda and Melvin said, you always propel others' messages. So your servant leadership is something that I would like to recognize, and I tip my hat to you for, for being such a leader in your, in your arena. I do just want to pay homage to all of the things that you've done over the years. Oh my God. So those who are <laughs> active here in Gwinnett might know that Rick annually broadcasts live from the Valor Awards. We know yeah. that he is a former um, Atlanta police officer, so the um, that means a lot to him. You might have seen him at golf tournaments as well. He mentions that he highlights dignitaries, politicians, as well as the nonprofit sector. So I'd like to ask you, Rick, why are you so enthusiastic about highlighting these entities? And where does that desire to be a servant leader come from? Well, as far as being the, the formatting and stuff, I've just, it's always been important to me to give people that don't have a voice the ability to get their voice out. And not, and I mentioned just a few minutes ago, nonprofits generally don't have that opportunity. If people have radio shows, they're always looking for whatever the current, you know, zing is out there they want to talk about. Uh, try to get the to get an audience to just tune into them because there's there's something, you know, it's like with police work. You know, blood leads in a, in, in the regular news media. If there's something bleeding, it's going to be on there and it's going to take effect. Well. The other the nonprofits, they're never asked to be on. Nobody ever thinks about them until they call, get a call from them or something, and and then they don't know anything about them, so they usually just blow it off and don't donate or something like that. But if you can get the message out from the nonprofits into the people's ears, you'd be surprised how many of them click and it thinks, you know, I've never heard of that one, but. I like that. That that's an area that I could donate to, or volunteer for, or something like that, and it makes a whole big difference in what their in their existence sometimes. Uh, and as far as the leadership part, you know, I don't even know that I can answer that because I I just I move along through uh, through the police work and through and I think the police career prepared me for doing my security career so I don't regret uh, at all my 25 years with Atlanta I don't think I'd want to go back there uh, I don't necessarily recommend a police career nowadays for young people uh, when I talk to them if that's their passion then go for it but people they don't have the support that we used to have back in the 70s and 80s uh, it's just if that support was there, I would recommend in a heartbeat that people go into police work. Because mm -hmm. what I did is when I went into police work, my th whole thought was I can help people and I can do things on that end of it. But about a year into it, if that much, you realize that you get there after that stuff hits the van and so you're doing the cleanup. Mm -hmm. you're, re you're reacting instead of being proactive, you're reacting to everything. And you get very little opportunity to do what you wanted to do, which was help. But you can help getting somebody else from getting killed, maybe if you can defuse the situation. And you start having to look at it that way. Because it's already, you walk into a domestic, it's already hit the fan. Mm. And you are a loser when you walk in there. I don't care who it is. 
if that person is a, a wife getting beat by her husband or whatever, and you take the husband down, she is very likely to be on top of you on your back. I don't want him to go to jail, and and then you got to fight on both sides. That's without a doubt the most dangerous situation for a police officer. Well, at least used to be. Now I think it's a traffic stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have gone crazy out there, but it it just takes you into you have. To, my personality, in a lot of ways, is really very introverted on a personal nature. And you, know, you look at me like that. <laughs> when you're a police officer, no matter what your personality is, you put the uniform on and you step out on the street, you have a change in your personality because you have to do it. Uh, and it just, you, you develop that, and I forget what it's called psychologically, but you know it is part it becomes part You're of like your, a chameleon yeah and you have to change well it's the same way with business i hate networking in a big group it stresses me out it just drives me crazy but you have to do it so you get out there you flip the switch and you become the other personality and you have to do it you have to do it in melvin's work is in sales and stuff like that your work uh in, in jerry's work in his business Renee with uh, human resources, that light switch goes flipping every day, and it flips back and forth in the same person. <laughs> Renee, have you ever seen him mad? Because he's always so calm oh, and cool. Yes, he has been mad. But I tell you, he knows how to work a room. I have been to these networking. He is no introvert. <laughs> no. I don't know where that came from, but that's okay. You hide it well. <laughs> I, well, I, I am very much that way. I just, I've always been that way. I was, ne- I was never. I never saw myself as being popular from school, but then I'd look back on some things and people thought I was pretty popular and I haven't got a clue why. I always felt like I was all by myself most of the time. And you know, it's just a matter of you have to do what you have to do and it leads you into developing a certain process with my people in my business. You have to lead, you can't just you can't just shuffle your be feet. there and shuffle yeah. your feet. When they're not doing something, you have to be able to say, no, you can't do that. And here's the important thing is here's why. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see too many people that call themselves leaders, and really all they do is just try to order people around. Dictators. If you can't, there's an old saying that I learned a long time ago, you cannot lead if no one will follow. Hmm. And if you can't make, if people won't follow you, you're not a leader. You're just somebody that's out there barking orders. Uh, so that's kind of where I look at it as far as leadership. How long have you been working with uh, Rick, Renee? Six years. Okay, because you see him every day. We see him once a week. You see him every day. He, he does get mad very rarely, but his ears turn red, <laughs> slams the fist on his desk. There have been occasions. <laughs> what makes you mad, Rick? People that don't put their shopping carts back. Not the truth. <laughs> Liars. I don't like people with it without integrity. That really irritates me. Uh, people that lie, that won't tell you the truth. Um, people that buck up and want to fight instead of wanting to talk. Uh, I've always said I'm a lover, not a fighter, but I can do what I have to do. So, um, you know, bottom line is... I have gotten mad. I have had to throw a few people out of the office um, that I didn't. You know, you get these young kids in there that think they're so f- full of piss and vinegar. And 
they just don't know what it is to tangle with an old man that's really got nothing to lose. <laughs> people people I, who cut you off in traffic? We had one cut us off in traffic the other day that actually pulled a gun on us. If oh. I'd have seen it, there'd have been a different reaction. But I didn't see it. She did. But uh, wow. I have one with me all the time, and mine's bigger. <laughs> but I would have definitely gotten pictures and, and turned her in. Uh, I wouldn't, you know. Well, we're not we're not going to pull a gun on you. We're going to pull something else on oh you. Oh my God! This being 150 episodes, we got a little something for us to all kind of snack on. I know you're going to lunch with Jerry <laughs> soon. Whoa! This may. Uh, we oh didn't talk gosh. about that. We, we do well, 100 episodes or so. We put we put a pie in your face. We're not going to put this cookie cake in your face. But Whoa. Rick, why don't you re- read what it says there on the cake there, on the cookie cake? <laughs> it says case in point: 150 shows, five years, one great host. There you go. Oh. Y'all are y'all are too kind. My gosh. <laughs> It's been our pleasure to have you on Business Radio X for almost five years. Well, I'm not going to take it it's, off. I'm not getting off. It's been your right pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> We're celebrating 150. And it's been our pleasure taking your money over the time as well. I know that's as right. Long, the checks have always cleared. I've, I've Thank you, Renee, for making sure the checks are always clear. <laughs> Rick, it seems like just yesterday we were celebrating your 100th episode where we got to do the pie in the face, as I Mike remember said. remember that one. Now, let's see here. Renee, were you the pie in the facer? Who did it? Because they took great delight. Uh, she was, was one of them. I think it was Mike. I think it was Payback. No. There was two of you. Yeah, <laughs> because was. did we do Mike first? Well, for those of you listening who are unfamiliar, we have a little tradition here at Business Radio X, and we have learned over over our time that it's quite a messy tradition, and the cleanup is <laughs> <laughs> but it is fun. So um, we pied Mr. Rick Strawn in the face for his 100th episode, and uh, we did the same to Mike when we reached a milestone, and we popped off a confetti gun, and let me tell you what. The confetti sticks to the whipped cream on people's face. Okay? And there's, a, and there's, there's still confetti probably in parts of the studio Somewhere here. Somewhere in the crevices. So and since then, we've got 50 more under your belt. Wow. So have since have we've hijacked the show, Rick, and that cake has been, the cookie cake's been smelling good all morning long since I picked it up. I'm going to ask Jerry and go, go around maybe the last thoughts on, on their, your friendship with Rick and then let you say some words and you can either keep talking or we can eat cookies that sounds good because i definitely want to get jerry in here and let him talk a little bit so it's your your it's your floor jerry well i'm not going to talk long because i want to get into that cookie. <laughs> <laughs> my kind of man yeah. um rick's a hard man not to love mm. i met him probably two years ago three years ago from a mutual facebook friend she said he'd probably like a book that i had written so he brought me on a show. I've sold so many books through Rick, you just wouldn't believe it. People buy the book and they say, um, Rick Strong was talking about this book. He talks about my stuff all the time. And I just really appreciate it because that, that just shows you what kind of heart uh, you've got. Thank you. And how promotion oriented you are for the causes that you support. Um, all of them after every show you just promote and promote and promote and i love you man you've done a lot for me and you've done a lot for a lot of other people and <clears throat> you need to be nicer to renee <laughs> <laughs> if i was any nicer she'd be more than my second wife <laughs> no but it's been it's been great knowing you for just the two or three that years that's the melvin <laughs> <laughs> I, mi- I missed it. 
That's in TV more than my second wife. <laughs> well, that brings me to my, we can maybe, it'll be my last question, Rick. So you are a father, you are a, a leader, you are a boss, you are a friend, you are a grandfather. And great-grandfather. And great-grandfather. You are a radio show host. You are so many things to so many people. Now that you're going to have an opportunity to kind of bring it into maybe what Rick and Susan want to do, what do you foresee for the next three to five years? That's a real good question. I can't see that far ahead. <laughs> you need that crystal ball? <laughs> yeah, I need a crystal ball. I don't know. Uh, not having the radio show is going to its going to be different. Uh, and this is just, I'm not saying I'm never coming back to this because I probably will. But not having that, not Here's the contract, Rick, by the way. Can you sign right here? <laughs> uh, not having that is going to be different. Finding something other way. I've got to find something to stay busy with. I can't do nothing. So it's going to be an interesting process to really find that out. Uh, I'm, glad that, uh, I'm glad that I'm glad life moves forward. You can't, you can't have anything and you can't exist if you're always focused on the past. And by the way, that goes for politics, too. Uh, but <laughs> moving right along, you need to focus on the future. And to a certain extent, but to let me caveat that, to a greater extent, you've got to focus on the present. Because what you do today is going to determine what you do tomorrow. And the past hasn't got a damn thing to do with what you do today. So you're, you're totally wasting your time if you're always worried about the problem. We've all had problems. We've all had hard places that we've been through and had to come through. Uh, I mean, I've had it on my show. Addiction with me to alcohol was one of the things that I went through. But I, you can dwell in that area and remember all the stuff, or you can move forward. And your goal should be to be better today than you were yesterday. And if every day your goal is that, uh, there, there's no ceiling on it. I mean, it, there, all the options are open. Melvin, would you agree? I know you're yes. a pastor. Yes, I, I very much agree with that because life is lived forward and understood backwards. Very good. Yep. Understood backwards. Life is wow. lived forward and understood backwards. What you went through as far as alcohol. Yeah. It propelled you to where you are now, so you can look back upon that and learn from that. And that's every, what I share with people all the time. Every difficulty yeah. and every failure that I've had in the past is who I am today. Exactly. And it won't be who I am tomorrow because whatever I do today is going to be what happens tomorrow. Exactly. So anybody, you, you got anything else to say there? No, sir, but I look forward to hanging <laughs> out. Now I know your calendar is free on Wednesdays at 1130, <laughs> so we're finally going to get to do these lunches or coffees. <laughs> there you go. And Mr. Introvert, you can be my guest at any event at any time. <laughs> well, gosh, I want to thank all of y'all. Uh, we've always talked about, you know, I hope that y'all hit the, you know, what is it? What button is it? I don't have my subscribe, subscribe to button. Case in Point wherever you enjoy your podcast. <laughs> the archived episodes are always available on businessradiox.com. I listen on iTunes. I know you listen to Spotify. Where do you listen to podcasts, Melvin? Where do you listen to your podcasts? What do I listen to? Where? Where? At home. <laughs> I love All it. All right. Probably on the handheld device. I love it. Rick, you'll <laughs> live on an infamy on iTunes. Well, infamy. I hope so. Well, I have enjoyed everybody, and thank you all for being here. 
we're going to go take our author, Jerry Robb, to his happy birthday. This is his birthday today. Thank you very much. Made it to 76. We're going to take him to lunch. And I want to tell everybody thank you very much for all the times that you've listened to us on Case in Point. I hope that you go back and listen to some of the uh, archives because there's some really good shows on there, if I do say so myself. But um, thank you very much. So I'm going to leave with my typical, just remember that at Paradigm Security Services, we cover more than just your assets. (laughs) 